This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's go on the flip side uh, and talk about an aura that is not good. There has been an aura of scandal that's been following around Dan Snyder, the removed owner of the Washington Mm. Commanders for quite a while. But now we're getting some new information in this case that's saying there was actually a point in time where Dan Snyder may have gone off the hook for all of these crimes that he mm-hmm. had committed. Not even crimes, but you get what I'm saying. Done, done, right. Olivia Benson would have <laughs> prosecuted him to the fullest of the law, but when it comes to the NFL, apparently there was a crazy back and forth where the league was trying to pin all this on Dan Snyder, and he fired right back at him. And in fact, he was trying to mm-hmm. uh, blackmail the league right back at him so they couldn't punish him. So apparently what had happened was they struck a deal and the NFL said, okay, the phrasing of the headline is going to be Dan Snyder is stepping down. He is not getting suspended. He is not getting kicked out. So that was kind of their deal for Dan Snyder having, I guess, this ammo against the NFL. But somewhere in the crosshairs, these emails that were supposed to pin all this stuff on John Gruden kind of entered the the conversation. And it feels like this is what eventually got Dan Snyder out of there as well. Mm-hmm. So, Jenks, this feels like a very complicated story. What do you think are the main points that people should take away from this? Because I myself, I am reading all of this this stuff. And it's just a lot mm-hmm. to digest. I think the takeaway for me is that it took something this intricate and this terrible, frankly, to get an NFL owner out. This is how difficult it is because for years, what have we said? How is Dan Snyder still in charge with you? you, We don't have the time on this show to go through the litany of accusations of problems of reasons why he should have been ousted years ago, but the NFL is a good old boys club. We know that it always has been. And no matter what he did, he was untouchable. But that's the takeaway for me is that it took something like this. It took Congress getting involved. Mm -hmm. That's ultimately, if you want to spin this down and make it very simple, at the end of the day, it took Congress getting involved for the NFL to say, okay, now we have to get rid of this guy. Nothing else before was going to do it. And it took a, a sinister plan that backfired and Congress getting involved where the owner of an NFL team was like, I won't show up. I'll, I'll sit on my yacht in international waters. So I don't have to testify in front of Congress while the NFL commissioner is testifying. And that is what it took for the NFL to say, all right, now we have to move on. It's pretty incredulous, but that is actually what we're dealing with here and it just goes to show how powerful the nfl is that you can have accusation after accusation after accusation and it doesn't matter you have to have the government involved before the nfl says all right we finally fold when you're a billionaire you just have so much power and it's going to take a lot to topple you off of the mountain but i think people forget this because football is a game and it's entertainment but it is still a very large corporation where there are billions of dollars at stake here. So when it's this big of a company, yes, the Senate, you know, the judicial system, all of these things are going to be involved because there's so much money at stake. Here's my question for you as somebody who 
uh, has covered DC sports for a long time mm-hmm. and has a pretty good thermometer on the area. How do you think mm-hmm. the Commanders franchise moves on after this? Like one would think it's you know only in a good direction, but do you think it's going to take a while for the franchise to kind of shake off you know the the lingering effects of yeah. the scandal? You know what? I don't, and I I am someone who. Full disclosure, I work with the commanders. I do some work with them on the side. This is my primary job, which I love, but I've worked with the commanders for a long time, covered the commanders for a long time. But I'll say this, is that things had gotten so bad with Dan Snyder, there really is nowhere to go but up, truly, Mm -hmm. truly. When, When things get this bad, it affects the organization from the top down. And now we're at the point where just being around the people, being out there in Ashburn at the headquarters in the locker room, I'm telling you, it feels different. And the reason why it feels different is because even though technically, yes, Dan Snyder is still the owner, that is not going to be the case in a couple of weeks. But most people in this area, and rightfully so, thought we're stuck. We're This is a guy who has run an organization into the ground. And people forget, if you're if you're young – your reference point is, ah, Washington has always been bad. Washington has an incredible football tradition. And that's mm-hmm. what's so painful for longtime fans when you look back and you say, my God, this is one of the premier, was one of the premier franchises in the history of the NFL. There's a reason why Dan Snyder is getting $6 billion for this franchise because it still has that history. It still has that tradition. And so it's painful for longtime fans to say, I can't believe we were here at one point and we've dropped down to this point. But now that there is a path forward, it didn't look that way five years ago. There was no path forward. It's like, oh my God, it's going to be like this forever. And now you can see there is a light, there is change coming. And just that mentally, Chelsea, like mentally, it's been mm-hmm. a huge uplift for this fan base to say, oh, no matter what happens, it can't get any worse. And there is a light now where now we have ownership where we know things are going to be cleaned up and we know there's going to be a path forward. So I, I honestly don't think it's going to take as long as people think because it can't get much worse. Well, and also the life that is sucked out of a room when like that is the owner and the way that he was treating some of the employees, I would imagine it seems like a much freer workplace for most of these people who operate within the commander's Uh, organization so just that alone having him removed from the premises feels like a good thing and jinx i feel like i should have asked you this before what are you picking up from the vibes from the commanders because you've got boots on the ground sir (laughs) yes you're a great journalist who have been and i know you're doing this sparingly it's not like you're there every day but have you picked up on any you know little things that you could probably take away and point towards the season. Like, hey, this is a guy that the commanders really yes. like. This is the training camp, darling. What have you been observing? The two things I noticed with the commanders are this. Number one is if Chase Young, Chase Young is in a contract year, and we've forgotten about Chase Young. Remember how incredible he was coming out of Ohio mm-hmm. State? He was he was rookie of the year. He was incredible. And then he suffered that injury and also by his own admission, I think he sort of took for granted what it takes to make it in the NFL, but now he's in a contract year. If he returns to form, that defensive line is already incredible. If Chase Young takes a step forward, and I think he will, the early returns are he looks like he did as a rookie, 
that defensive line will be the best defensive line, I'm not exaggerating, in the National Football League with Montez Sweat and Deron Payne. Those guys are going to be ballers. And the other thing is, and this is where I have to take it with a grain of salt, everyone loves Sam Howell. The, the mm-hmm. receivers love him. The, the ownership loves him. The, the locker room is already rallying behind him as QB1. However, it's easy to get excited about a guy who has played a handful of snaps. We really don't know how good he's going to be. So the defensive line is going to be legit. I have no question about that. But at the same time, I'm trying to keep a, a cynical eye on Sam Howell because it's easy to get excited about a guy who is great in college, has a handful of snaps in the NFL, and you're like, this is our QB1, this is our QB1. He could be great, but, but we just don't know. Well, and also, I think coming out of college when I looked at Sam Howell, it felt like he almost looked like Baker Mayfield, which now that we've seen the trajectory for Baker Mayfield in the NFL, maybe it's not the best of things. Yeah. But here's the thing. like Even if he's just mediocre, even if Sam Howell is just mediocre, that is, you know, it feels like a jumping off point in the NFL. It's so hard to even find mediocre quarterbacks because how many teams have we handicapped and said, okay, if their quarterback can just be average, this will mm-hmm. be a good team. So, like, even saying that is a lot to pin on a young quarterback. But you're right about that defense. I remember Montez Sweat from when they played my Titans. He was a one-man wrecking crew. And I'll say this about the NFC East. Haven't we not had a repeat winner of that division? Like, 12 years or something? Yes. And I, I still like the Eagles to repeat. And just so we're clear, the Commanders have the worst odds in the division. So... I believe they're, what, 10 to 1, 8 to 1, something like that. So they're at the bottom mm-hmm. of the division. But if they get, and that's a huge if, but if they get decent quarterback play, I think they could be really good. They have a lot of weapons at receiver. That defensive line is going to be stout. That will make the secondary better naturally. But it really does depend on Sam Howell, and it's a lot to pin your team's hopes on when you're talking about a guy who has so little experience in the NFL. That's just the way it is. Yeah, isn't that the question for so many teams? If our quarterback can just yeah. be, be mediocre, league average, we have a shot at being a good team. But the problem is, there's so many elite quarterbacks, too, that you're competing with those guys. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.